We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. This episode is brought to you by Art of Problem Solving, providing schools with the mathematics curriculum and courses to raise the level of instruction in grades 2 through 12. Stay tuned later in this episode to learn about Beast Academy, a full math curriculum for grades 2 through 5. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to also mention real quick that it is the start of the school year. Some of you are going back to work this week. Some of you have already been back. Some of you never even left. And I want to take a moment to invite you to join the mastermind where I know your job is a lonely job and I know that it's challenging and I want to be there to be a support for you. And I want to help you to be able to do all that you hope you can do this year. Uh, So go to transformativeprinciple.org slash mastermind. And I'd love to have a conversation with you about how I can help you be the best principal possible. Thanks so much. And here's the interview. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This is episode 294. And I'm on my second half of my interview with Brad Barber. And if you haven't, I mentioned in the last episode, the Ready to Blend uh, podcast that he did with Heather Staker. And so uh, definitely go check that out and listen to that conversation as well. And a little bonus with that one is that he interviews Heather's son, who is a high school student and wants to, you can hear what a high school student would be asking about a school like this. So definitely give that a a listen, and there's a link to that in the show notes at transformativeprinciple.org. And Heather's podcast is a great one that you should also subscribe to. So here's my second half of my interview with Brad Barber. I do want to talk a little bit about the model that you use where kids attend Connections Academy and and come to your school in addition to that. Can you talk a little bit about how that setup is is working out? Yeah, so let me just make sure to clarify uh, for the academic world, uh, we are not a, quote, school. We're just an academy. Mm-hmm. And so 
Uh, our students' school of record is Connections Academy, and they're a charter school. Uh, in most states, there's charter schools uh, through Connections Academy. And then if there's not a charter in that, there's an International Connections Academy, which is the private like, a tuition-based online. Um, I chose them. They weren't actually my initial. My initial was actually K-12 because they were the pioneers in K-12 through online learning. And, you know, again, 10 years ago, like they were it, they were the pioneer and all these other ones were kind of just starting and they were really small. So in my, my business background is like, look, if I've got a small online school with one math teacher, well, that math teacher quits. Mm -hmm. My students are kind of out. Like if you're in a, a really small institution, that's not an advantage. And I realized, or what if that teacher's not that great? So like I'm pigeonholed into this one teacher. So K-12 had, was the biggest in California. And so that was my first four-way. And, I, and I've always been agnostic. Like, I don't care as long as they're delivering, uh, you know, accredited content, the, the website or technology learning management system is really good for the student. I'm not necessarily care about on the teacher side. It could be clunky for the teacher because I, that, that doesn't affect me. And I'm looking at what's best for the student and for the learning coach to be able to see what they're doing. So then after a couple of years, for a variety of reasons, I switched to Connections Academy. I think their, their LMS is better in a variety of other reasons. But so they are a school of record. And one of the things that we do that, again, I think I'm probably a better math teacher than their math teachers. I just will say that. But I let their math teachers teach. Because I, I want my students to learn their math. So they do their, their online lesson, the live lesson, but they're doing that in a classroom setting where we're observing it and, and we're able to react very quickly. If they don't understand a concept, we can see with some of their assessments, uh, there's lots of assessments that should happen with an online program. And we can go up and say, hey, I saw you missed you know, all these questions. And then we inquire, like, do you know how to do them now? Show me how you can do this one. And, it, and many times, if it's been doing right, they're like, yeah, I missed that one, but here's the right way to do it. I figured it out. Cool. They, they're learning on their own. Like, that's, that's the way it's supposed to work. And other times, they're like, yeah, I can't figure this out. And then we dive in. And that learning coach role is, is like we're diagnosing. Like, why isn't they didn't get it? Is it because they didn't read the lesson? Is it because they didn't understand some vocabulary words? Is it because there's old learning that they didn't know? Like, if you miss a week of math because you were sick, and they covered, let's say, ratios, then you get an algebra two, and you have no idea how to do ratios, well, then that content that you have to know, like, you're just hosed. And the student doesn't understand. And they think the teachers may be bad, because, well, like, the teachers didn't teach me how to do ratios. Now, realizing that three years ago, when you were sick for a week, that's when you should have learned it. You know, that, that, that 16-year-old student doesn't know that. But from our perspective, we know that, because we're like, yeah, oh, okay, you don't know how to do ratios? Okay, well, let me show you how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then now does this make more sense? And you're able to take care of that right in the, in the instant. So we do that flex model where they're here every day. We're observing. We're able to react to their questions right away. We're able to you know, see patterns in their behavior. Like, are they not taking notes in some subjects and others? So if they're like, I struggle in English. We're like, well, you take notes really good in math, but look at your English notes. Or let's, let's look at your notes. Can you read them? Mm-hmm. And, and usually they're used to taking notes just to impress someone else. And I'm like, well, I don't, these notes are not for me. They're for you. So what do your notes tell you? And teaching them how to take notes for themselves is, is a key thing. So it's just, again, I love the word term learning coach. We're teaching them how to learn. Because when you get into the business world, you got to learn really rapidly. And if you want to evolve with the businesses that are happening, you have to learn and, and learn on your own. And there's 
all the resources are out there today. Like sometimes I think our us older educators don't realize these kids have grown up with the internet their whole life, but I think they take it for granted. So when we look at, we're like, holy cow, I can look that up. I can find out whatever they just, they take it for granted because they've always had it and they don't know how to tap into it. And so we need to show them how to tap into these resources that are available so that they can learn and not have them dependent on a person to tell them. Yeah, I think that's so valuable. So tell me why a kid would want to enroll in a online charter school and then pay additional money to come to your academy as well as that. Uh, why the kid or why the parent? Because the parents are the one usually paying. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Actually, I've had a couple of students pay themselves. I've actually had a couple pay themselves because they wanted to do it so bad. I'll give you because there's kind of two reasons why. Mm-hmm. And this is no dig on online learning per se, but one, I think there's a different, you know, we talk about K through 12, but K through six is a completely different animal than ninth through 12th grade. So I'm only speaking for ninth through 12th grade. If you're doing online learning at home, parents are not acting as that learning coach. I know they're designated as that, but for the most part, these teenagers are sick and tired of hearing from mom and dad. And mom and dad don't want to fight with them. So what tends to happen is, you know, the kid goes to their room, shuts the door and does school in their bedroom or on the kitchen table. So there's not a lot of coaching going on. And again, I'll go back to sports. At a certain point, I coached all my kids through soccer. At a certain point, I'm like, I'm not going to be the one yelling at them on the sideline because I want to yell at them if they don't do their dishes, right? So there there needs to be a transition where like, you need to release that and let someone else who's more of a professional have that relationship with my student or my son or my daughter. And the same thing when in academics. And so I saw that on, I mean, it's just, to me, that's common sense. And, And when I talk to parents, they're like, oh yeah. Like, and I talk to the kids, I'm like, you sick and tired of hearing mom and dad? Oh yeah. Like, so you don't, right? And they're like, yeah, they just don't listen. They just tune it out. So having someone else have that role, even if the parent would be just as effective as us, because it's someone different is going to be better. So, but secondarily is most parents aren't equipped with the content knowledge. Like how many parents know, you know, for math, you know, elementary school math, all the way to calculus and, and figure out why your student is struggling in it. They're just not equipped for it, let alone all the other subjects. And then uh, the other aspect is I think it's healthy for a teenager. And I think for humans as well is you get up, you get dressed and you go someplace and you're accountable to someone else. Again, that's the big boy world, right? Like even if you're self-employed, you're still accountable to other people. Maybe they're just customers or, or vendors or whatever. Like no matter what you're doing in life to be gainfully employed, you're going to be accountable to other people. And so that aspect of getting up, getting dressed and going someplace is, is important. And then the third is, I do think a valid concern with quote unquote homeschool is socialization to a degree. But I also think most homeschool parents I've talked to, they're very socially engaged with adults. And maybe we want them more engaged with adults than teenagers, right? Like they're very, they can have a conversation with adults all day long. They just can't talk to a 12 year old because they're a different level. But there's an aspect of how do I learn to sit in a room with other people? And maybe that kid next to you is like tapping their pencil. How do you go, hey, can you knock that off? I'm trying to learn here. Like just having that, just that little interaction right there or putting up with someone chewing the gum, like having the patience to deal with other humans is an attribute that we need to deal with in life. And then it just helped. They they don't, I, I think a big chunk of students because the masses of people go to the school down the street, it just feels so weird to do something different. And for them, they like to go, I go to school. 
I'd go someplace because they want to, they don't want to feel like they're, they want to, everyone wants to be special, but not too special. And so if they're yeah, doing something exactly. different than everyone else is doing that, that self-esteem is maybe at risk. And so they like the idea of going someplace. Um, so I think those are the four main reasons. And there's a generation gap in parents. If they're under 30, they tend to give what we do really well. Or if they've been back to college anytime soon, or they're in some sort of business field where you have to be on the cutting edge of learning. You have to learn stuff. If you're 40 and I'm 48, so I can pick on those old people. If you're over 40, they're like, what do you do? You do online? What? And, the, and many times the kid, the student will send me an email on our website and say, Hey, I want like, can you meet with my parents and tell them what you do? Cause I've heard about it from so-and-so. And then, you know, the parents are there with their arms folded. Like, what do you do? Like, and I just ask questions like, you know, where'd you go to school? You know, is school the same way now as when you went to school? Like, isn't that kind of silly? And, you know, I asked the kid like, you know, like, how do you, we go from eight to 12. I'm like, Hey Johnny, you know, when you're at school from eight to four in the afternoon, how much time do you feel is wasted? Oh, and they just go on and on and on. And I just look at the parents and I'm like, okay, well, cause th- their concern is like, how do you get it all done in four days? How do you get this? And, and this, and, and they're very valid questions, but it's just so different than what they went to school. And, and most parents over 40, they're like, I want my kid to have the same experience I had when I went to high school. Well, the world's different. I want my kids to, to watch MacGyver and think it's really cool, but MacGyver is so boring now, right? It's so different. It's not as cool as it was when I watched MacGyver on TV. And so anyways, that's, that's why it's there. And then because I chose to do my model with, because my students are enrolled in a charter school, you know, I could have gone a full private route, but my tuition would have been right in line with every other private school tuition. And so my, my tuition is, it's about uh, 5,000 bucks for the year. And I can do that because a big chunk of that's offset because the school they're enrolled in is a publicly funded charter school and, and they're paying for the building that we're in and, you know, the Wi-Fi and internet and printer scanner, all that, all the desk and my, my staff. So we're able to, so it's not as, you know, it's a sacrifice for families, but it's not, it's one that most are willing to do if once they see the vision. Yeah. And it, and it's not at the 20,000 a year range where, you know, if you got four kids, that's a, that's a huge investment. And what I love about it is, is that it's a little bit different model than what we're used to. And I think all those things you said about why kids come to your school are, are all really important. The other thing that I think is fascinating is that you're only open half the day. And so you're only there from eight to 12, which I think is totally what needs to happen because there's so much wasted time. And if you can find a way to not have that wasted time, then school can be done so much quicker. I've done a thing where I shadow a student and I just follow them around and do what they do. And each time I do that, I see that like our system is not set up for the individual student. And so even, and, and, and they're, and you're doing that when they know you're watching them. Exactly. So you know, right. You know they're more efficient with their time because you, the principal or is watching them. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And so, so by doing that, I see that like, there's so much time where there's downtime and they're just, you know, hanging out, waiting for the class to get ready, waiting for the teacher to get ready, waiting for the teacher to transition, waiting for the class to transition. And, you know, if we could eliminate that. Let me point out some, some kids need that. Some kids need that. Right. And they don't, because they don't know, you know, my model's not for everybody because they need that supervision. And, and frankly, some parents need the babysitting all day. Cause if my kid's home at 12, they're going to get in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I was my first three years, I was in the, in the inner city. Right. And I, and I'd always ask like, why are we giving these kids so much homework? Uh-huh. And the answer was like, they got it. We want them here for breakfast. We want them here after school and we want to get them homework. So they're not getting in trouble on the streets. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me. But our, my demographics here is that they're not getting in trouble. They're so busy with their sports and their job and their family. Like, that they need that that the pressure valve of being in school for six seven hours a day, three or four hours of homework, two hours of practice, plus this plus this. There's not enough time in the day for those kids, and so depending on you know, I just think the answer is there needs to be a lot of different models out there, and then give parents an opportunity to choose what's best for their child and their their situation with what their kids, you know, are they playing a sport or are they not? Are they a quick learner or not? Do they need babysitting all day or not? Like those kind of things. Yeah. And that's the whole point is that there were, as I was doing shadow student, there were kids in the class who were like studious, moving ahead, getting better. And there were kids who definitely needed a mental break. And, and one of the students that I was following had a lot of trauma in her life and really struggled with a lot of different things. And she needed more than anything during that time, a break so that she could get herself in the right mood for each class. And I, I didn't believe it when people said this kind of stuff before I followed that girl. But once I followed her, I could see how she got stressed from all the work that she needed to do. And then when she had the downtime, she was able to calm herself and use some techniques to get in the mindset to do that again. And, and so your point is exactly true. We need different models and different ways of doing things for the different kinds of kids that are in front of us. And that's why I was so excited to talk to you because that's exactly what you're providing. And I think exactly what we need to have more of so that, you know, I'm up here in Fairbanks, Alaska, something like this does not exist where I'm at. And all over the country, there are many different models and they just don't they don't always exist everywhere for everyone. And so the purpose in, in talking to you is to be able to share it with other people and give people an idea of what other kinds of things are possible. And I want to make sure that that story is out there. Beast Academy is a comprehensive math curriculum for grades two through five, designed by its creators as the math curriculum we wish we had when we were kids. It teaches kids how to think critically and understand the foundational concepts behind the math calculations they're performing. Beast Academy was created by the award-winning math experts and PhDs at Art of Problem Solving, along with art director Eric Owen, whose work includes illustrating for DC Comics. Engaging comic book-style illustrations keep kids coming back for more, even as they grapple with some of the most rigorous math problems available anywhere. Visit BeastAcademy.com to try a demo and find out how to bring this high-quality curriculum to your school. So, Brad, the last question that I ask in every episode is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't envy uh, principals of schools because it's such, you mean you're, I'm driving like a little ski boat, right? So I can maneuver around stuff in the water pretty easy and you're driving a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, uh, and I don't know exactly how much uh, control you guys have as principals in most schools, but I think, you know, you know, one area where I think this could really, my model in a traditional public uh, school setting could really take off is in special education because you've got, I have a friend that's in special education um, at a 
I have a few friends in it, but one particularly always talking to me. And she's like, I wish I could recommend your school or your academy to my students, but I can't because then we have to pay for it. Like all those politics. Right. But I hear her struggles and like you get everyone, you get these people lumped into the special education that the spectrum is ginormous. And I think there is a, and I don't know how many, but if you've got a, a chunk of students and let's just say there's 30 of them, my model would work perfect from 20 to 40 students. Like you can have one, like a micro, as, as Heather calls it, a micro school, right? Within a micro school, within a, a comprehensive school. And you could have pair off a, a certain demographic of your special education that could work in this model with a very effective learning coach. And, and again, you'd have one of these teachers that really gets this one-on-one instruction. I think a lot of the special ed teachers do, but they're, but they have such a tough time teaching and you have them do this flex model within a school for special ed. And I think, you know, maybe it's the kids with autism or maybe it's this, the ADHD kid, you know, they're perfectly able to learn, but like that girl that you, that you mentioned, right? Like if there's a, if she could, she would thrive in this type of model mm-hmm. with that very individualized. And I think in any school, I mean, how many kids are in your high school? Uh, our high schools have about 1500 middle schools have about 400. Guarantee there's 40 kids in that high school that you could be doing a micro school within a school that you, that you interview them and make sure it's a good fit. And here's the expectations because uh, on Heather's pot on that with Heather, uh, you kind of have my uh, interview with her son, like, you need to have that interview first and not have, you, need to have it, you can't have the parent go, oh, this is perfect for Johnny. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what the parent thinks. Johnny has to be on board. Because it's like, you know, mommy may think that soccer is the best sport for the kid. But if Johnny doesn't want to play soccer, he's not going to play soccer. Mm-hmm. And maybe baseball is his sport or tennis or something like that. So you, ha- you could do a micro school within a school and set up this model within there. And I, and I think you would really transform lives. Yeah, that that would be my advice if you could figure that out within a comprehensive school. Yeah, well, and a lot of schools do attempt to do something like that with special ed, but I think they're just not aggressive enough yet. And so making it really customized for that individual student is, I think, where where it really needs to go. So how do people learn more about you, Brad, and your school? The Tesla Academy dot com. And there's actually you mentioned uh, Heather gave me uh you know, she's a mentor of mine. And I'm like, you know, I, I think I finally got this dialed in and I don't know how to self-promote. <laughs> Everything's word, word of mouth. And I tend to not, I don't know how to get the word out and I don't know if I want to, but she's like, you've got to. And so she encouraged me. I have a link on there. Like if you want to open up your own Tesla Academy, I'm kind of following the Acton model um, mm-hmm. that she was quite involved with in Austin. Cause I don't, I think this can be done all over the place. And I would love to help others do that because you know, when, when a student comes back to me, I was just at the beach two days ago and a student, one of my first graduating students, we got time. She was a twin, these twins, right? And once one of the twins was a student first, and then, and she was a really, you know, the good, the good student, everything came really easy for her. And then her, her twin sister stayed at the comprehensive high school, brick and mortar school. And she's like, my sister's got to come here. And then I met her and she struggled in school. She was like a C student and the other student was an A student. And I sat down with the C student and she's just like, I'm just dumb. I'm not as smart as my sister and this and that. And, and I went through some things and maybe, you know, for a couple of years, she was like way too social. Mm-hmm. And so she got behind academically because she was too social and too talkative. Man, she turned things around and graduated and became, in my opinion, maybe a better student than the other student. 
And then she, she, I was at the beach with my son was doing a surf competition and she came running down the beach. She was like, Hey, how's it going? And she was like, sincere, like you changed my life and this, and, and that's, that's super rewarding. And, and I'm part of me is like, I just do anything special. Like I just did what, what -hmm. I think every educator should want to do, but uh, it's just a different model. And I think uh, that's the, that's the payoff that I think every educator wants. And I'm just fortunate enough to do it with a, you know, many teachers that have one or two students, they probably can say that at the end of the year or, or whatever. I think I confident most of our students do. It's not just because of me. It's because of the work that's gone before and set it up and I just have implemented it. And then, of course, my team of learning coaches that, that help do this as well. So theteslacademy.com, uh, you can shoot me an email. Uh, I think there's a contact on there. Um, feel free to ask questions. Um, if you're not a student, I may take a couple of days to get back to you. But yeah, reach out. I love, I love making a difference. And if I can do that beyond uh, our area we're at in Southern California, then even better. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brad, for being part of Transformative Principle. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And if you didn't have such a cool name, I probably would never reached out back to you so quickly. But <laughs> it get it opens a lot that, of doors. That name is like there's a lot of name, and and I know like the Brads and the Chads get made fun of nowadays. At least my own kids, like they don't make fun of Brad because that's my name, but like they oh Chad, <laughs> like but like your name's just so cool. So like that's it's a great it's a great name. Well, thank you. Thank your parents for that. Thank you to our sponsor, Art of Problem Solving. Did you know that the award-winning students at competitions like International Math Olympiad and Math Counts routinely prepare by taking courses from Art of Problem Solving? Learn more about how to bring this rigorous, deeply engaging math curriculum to your school or district by visiting artofproblemsolving.com. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.